Hey everybody, and thanks for tuning in for episode two of the first season of the Stratus Podcast. We'll quickly introduce ourselves. Hosting today, we have Goriest. Hello. Zerikos. Heyo. And myself, Rocky. Just some quick information about the podcast before we start. We were releasing an episode the first Friday of every month and are currently available on Spotify, Google Podcast, Breaker, Radio Public, iTunes, Overcast, Anchor, and of course, YouTube. Other than that, please make sure to leave a like, subscribe, and any feedback at all, make sure to comment or leave suggestions in the Discord, as that really does help us make sure we're putting out content you guys enjoy and are interested in listening to. Okay, so first up, our first segment of the new ranked junior host. So big congratulations to the newly appointed junior hosts. Uh, hope you succeed um, in your roles. And to list them is Kills310, Danimal, Marikas95, Neek, not Flygon, please call me Tom, Polo Brash, Tom Q's, Spooks, and Z Swagger. Good job, guys. Yeah, keep it up. Okay, so recently we've seen the uh, season three ending now, and we've come in new rank season, season four. Um, obviously, the All Star events recently had uh, the top 20 ranked players from season three, and it was Team GG coming out with the win. So, congrats to Papaya who captained his team to victory, uh, and his members for that were Gorius, Nishian, Ivy, Edward. So, congrats on being champions. Good job, Gorius. <laughs> Thank you. Now, introducing our guest today, Zachwes, originally coming from SG, now a multi-tawny winner. What's up? What's up? Okay, so congratulations to Ram recently for winning the Camp Conquest tournament with Comp MC. Um, didn't actually lose a... Um, lose a single match no. so it was it was quite interesting to uh to watch that sort of finals and the uh differences between players you can check out camp conquest's highlight video uh in the link in the description that was such a dominant performance by them the entire way yeah definitely i agree um we recently also did a poll on our discord which was the map pool so zara do you want to speak through a bit about that and what we saw from it <laughs> Yeah, Avenue basically crushed everybody, getting 24 votes. And then Smokekoth had 16, Desert Sanctuary had 14. Then a bit lower down, you had 5, Mush, Bizarre, Bizarre. And then After Hours had 0 votes. So that's pretty interesting. People love Avenue, and they did not like After Hours, despite being the same game mode. Yeah, I think notably, um, and I guess quite unsurprisingly, the old maps that have been played for quite a while now to list them Smoke, Desert, and Avenue were more of the most popular uh, maps across the community. Uh, do you think that uh, says anything for the quality of maps that we're putting out? Or do you think it's just that players are a bit uh, unhappy with change in general? I think it was kind of a combination. I thought the new maps weren't that bad overall, though. Yeah. Uh, Zach, how did you feel about the overall map pool for the tournament? I think it was bad they focused so heavily on 5CP because it's like an inherently flawed game mode since most of the matches are relevant. Like if teams are close, it basically comes down to a last minute mid fight and you play the game mode in a different way than how it was designed. Like if you have enemy second, you play not to lose it instead of playing to get last. And uh, they also made new maps for the tournament and basically forced them into the map pool when, as you could see in the poll, some of them didn't play well considering like After Hours was in and it had zero votes. But uh, they did have some interesting maps, like Bizarre Bazaar and Mush. And uh, yeah, what did you think of them, Corey? 
Yeah, I think Mush was actually like a pretty good map. Like it added uh, the initiative and the gimmick of jump pads, which I liked. It forced like really fast gameplay, uh, and it encouraged people to rotate to other points instead of try to defend your own, which uh, is also like a really nice gimmick. Yeah, yeah. it's it's pretty sad that they're exclusive for Compensy because Bizarre Bazaar is like one of the best King of the Fly maps right now, and yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Zach, taking into uh, consideration what you mentioned there about Bizarre Bazaar, what do you think map makers at the moment can take inspiration from when looking at Bizarre Bazaar, if looking to make a good King of the Flag? Um, I think Bizarre like, allowed for long ways to flank flag carriers uh, with you running over the enemy spawn. And uh, it had like well-established sites and areas of control where you can fight your way to create space for flag carrier and get long holds. Like there's like no broken areas of the map that are like unaccessible or too hard to retake. I think a rule on King of the Flag should be that the offside from flag shouldn't be too strong. For example, you can't really cross map bow on any of the best maps like Outcast 2, Bizarre, and Desert Sank. Yeah. So moving on from maps, let's look at a bit more at teams. What did you who do you think did a bit more better than expected and sort of uh, came into the tourney a bit more of a dark horse? Um, people don't really tend to take the CompMC tournaments very seriously, so I don't think it was surprising to see Rare Match win, considering they have a great roster with long-time experience playing together. Like Our team didn't take that tournament too seriously, and uh, neither did others, so yeah. But if I had to pick an underdog, it would be Night Vision, who beat the SG team and Venice, which was surprising. Yeah, yeah, that third. yeah shout out to uh, them for a great performance. Another big upcoming thing is our mixed tournament at Stratus. Um, Map-wise, we've seen a lot of new maps coming out, such as Cool Stake, Steel Valley, Java 2, Outpost, Cobalt Scorched, the Unskinned Stone Koth, Valor, as well as all of the new DTMs. Uh, we're still like you know working on updating these. I think some of these are pretty promising, though, and should be cool to see how they go. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely enjoyed sort of the journey that we've uh, we've been on recently in the last two weeks of uh, going through these maps. I think it was a little bit problematic to start with. There's a couple, um, couple yeah, people that, yeah, there was only really a couple people that were giving good feedback. And like, ultimately, that's what you really need is the is people just giving feedback on all the maps. That's the best way to get make them improve. I think. In my opinion, some of the better ones that are coming out, at least for CTW, would have to be Java 2 and probably Coolstake as well. I think if Coolstake can get that mid-island sort of sorted out, uh, just the one before the wall lane, um, I think we could see definitely some more promising CTW maps. Yeah, um, I sort of disagree, because I think that the map will, like had no quality check before some of the maps were added, and it led to like the first pool of tested maps being very bad. But I feel like Stratus has done a better job now, like removing some of the worst maps, and there's definitely some cool maps coming out, like Java 2. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, I was handling it, but, like, I agree. It should have been a lot more quality check beforehand, and now we're just trying to improve it. A lot of the, like, testing has to be kind of rushed, and, like, DTM is still in its early stages, but it's getting on more on the better track now with maps. I think, yeah, I think at the end of the day, <laughs> talking about feedback, it's... It's something to keep in mind for the next sort of uh, tourney, the tourney map pool that needs to be discussed is just that sort of quality check pre uh, pre announcement. Definitely could really improve uh, improve the efficiency of the yeah. timeline of uh, testing the maps. Just 
just like you know for scrim quality for teams practicing as well not you know just everything i think um sean is currently working on like a google doc with uh feedback for all the maps so i feel like map makers that currently have maps in the considered pool should look at that doc and take feedback yeah that's actually a really uh interesting concept for uh for that definitely makes it a lot more efficient obviously talking about new changes as well there's the dtc changes which limited water and a bunch of other things zero since you're obviously event coordinator do you think that's something you could uh go more into detail about yeah i mean basically water would act like lava and the aspect that you can't make infinite pools to stop like watering everywhere it's interesting though because it's still kind of in like its early stages of testing just because lots of dtm scrims haven't happened i mean as some of the maps have but it's still kind of like undetermined if that's going successfully or unsuccessfully we'll see though yeah i think it does change quite a lot you know about the game mode. yeah it changes like every aspect yeah literally it's it's going to be a lot more strat based or oh, not strat based but there's going to be have to be a lot more thought about the way that the game modes played you know dtc has like it's always not been played lots when it comes to practice so i think if anything it adds an edge to the teams that practice a lot more because they can come up with some new interesting strats with the way that the game modes changed which might be able to catch some other teams off guard if they don't play it as much for example, defenders would have to think about how they use their water and the cannons and like, you know, sort of the positions of where to set up with the limited resources that you have. Um, so moving on a little bit more into how how the new team, sorry, how teams are adjusting to the sort of uh, game modes. How do we, uh, Gory, how do you think that Ram Ranch will, obviously after seeing their their performance in Camp Conquest, how do you think they'll handle the other two game modes? I think their weakest game mode will probably be CCW as of now, because I think they do have a strong DTM roster with Raleigh and Campy coming along. Uh, and from what I've seen, their CCW, it's still really strong. Uh, now that Bates disbanded, you know, Larry's, Larry's back and stuff. And uh, it's still pretty strong but i think they'll be the weakest on that game mode but we'll just yeah. see so we've also seen um a couple other things obviously there's zach your new team um that's that's being made as well as uh bait players have sort of like disbanded from their original lfam group and are sort of splitting up and trialing for multiple different teams i think we've um we've seen a couple of them trialing for bat b for Sam Welly's new teams as well as Aura as well. And um what's our opinions on Aura's sort of rebrand as a team? They've brought on a few more players as Varix and now leader. Um personally I wouldn't even consider them to be Aura anymore because they have like a completely new roster. I feel like the only person that was actually an Aura is Rocky. Yeah, but, that's uh, true. Yeah. yeah, I think we should I think we definitely should keep an eye on them though, because the sort of players that bring it on are quite, uh, you know, quite good players with good experience. So, um, hopefully, under you know a bit more of an organised, um, organised team, Varric, at least from my first-hand experience, has has been a decent sort of organiser of the team. So it'd be interesting to see how they do um, in the tournament. So now it's been three weeks since Comp MC's finished and. Uh, 
we did see Sam Wellies make a new team composed of like a lot of OG players from OCN. And obviously they're a bit rusty, but it'll be nice to see them when they've, you know, worn that off a little bit. Um, do we have any opinions sort of on the on the new newer teams, such as Men at Work? Uh, Goris, I think maybe you've seen them scrim a couple of times. Do you think we can uh, expect much from them in the upcoming tourney? Uh, in the upcoming tourney, I think... I mean, they have like a lot of known names in their team, but I don't think they will make it past top eight, in my opinion. Maybe maybe top five is like the like maximum that they're going to get, but I don't think they're going to make it that high in this tournament because it's just building team chemistry like it's full of like uh new players and it's hard to build team chemistry with 14 man rosters isn't it uh 15 15 man rosters it's really hard to build team chemistry with all 15 so yeah they have a lot of talent but like especially in like mixed game modes when you have to learn three game modes as a brand new team it could be challenging for them but i'd be interested to see how they progress yeah, we'll see. So, sort of moving on a bit, Zach. How do you think? I guess one of the more bigger, uh, more bigger news would be Ginny, like basically leaving the game for a bit. And how do you think this will affect Ram? And how do you think they'll function with having to get a new leader? Um, Ginny's a great player, both in and out of the match. So I think their team is definitely going to be worse without him. He was like the only person on that team willing to take an IGL type position and uh, they need to fill that void now with another player. Gene was like the only person that had the knowledge on their team to lead CTW properly. So I think it will ha- it's uh, going to be hard for them to fill that void. But they do have some players like Lord who know a lot about macro gameplay and could potentially lead. But uh, seeing as they've been playing with Ginny comfortably on their role, they have limited experience and I think it's going to make their team dysfunctional for the time being. It's a difficult challenge for them to tackle, but uh, <clears throat> since they're one of the few teams that have been playing together for a long time, a challenge like that what might be fun for them to overcome. So it'll be interesting to see how their team can progress, seeing as their entire leading structure is redone and their line of authority is uncertain. Definitely, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, one thing that's been coming up recently is Campe's unofficial tournament. Um, the the sign-up page and the Discord will be in the description of this video. How do you guys think that this will help teams such as Men at Work and some of the newer ones, um, which need, uh, which obviously as a mixed tourney, it's quite hard to practice as a whole and l- learn that chemistry for a mixed game mode tournament. How do you think this will help each new team? I mean, um, <clears throat> I think that the tournament shouldn't be taken too seriously. Like more of the top teams uh, are forming friend group teams that won't play the real tournament um, Stratus. For example, Uber are making a team where Larry's joining, so Ram won't have him. But uh, I think that tournament should be seen as glorified scrims where it's like put in a tournament setting that's more friendly than competitive. So I feel like teams should uh, use it to become better friends and improve their teamwork uh, more than trying to win. So I think it's important for teams to realize that there's more to to a successful team than just being good like everyone has to enjoy playing together so i think that's where you where you practice that Hmm. that's a great point yeah it it is definitely like if you're gonna go in with like your entire team it will help with practice especially since it's like um 
a lot of the same, almost entirely the same map pool Stratus. Like, if you want to look at it as just more scrims, you can look at it that way, and it's just good practice in the tournament setting. Yeah. I think the one thing that I'm quite happy about is the overwhelming amount of new teams sprouting up. I think it's a bit of a... It's always a bit of a revitalizing breath onto the scene when you get new teams popping up. It adds a bit more of a... Um, just adds a bit of a breath of fresh air, in my opinion. Um, so it's always nice to see these sort of new teams. Is there any so far which are looking quite strong across all the game modes currently, would you say? Um, I think that this tournament is going to go down like as any other tournament where it comes down to whatever team we may compete in, competing with Ram. I mean, Ram are a well-established team, so I think they're the favorites as of now. But um, they have to work on things that wouldn't be an issue in other teams. And uh, our team has to work on creating a friendly environment where people enjoy playing with each other and become friends since we're also a new team. So um, <clears throat> I think scrims right now aren't like saying much about who's better because we're using it to become friends more than trying to win. And uh, I also think that's how scrims should be viewed. You know, like they don't really say much. You might practice things that make you lose games and you play scrims to improve and not to win. So I think it's more important uh, to take away something from every scrim for the next time you play instead of just like trying to win. Yeah. Um, so DTC wise, we've, um, we've seen quite a, quite only quite a few teams play it. It's not, not all of them, but do we have any sort of expectations in general about how that game mode is going to go down uh, when it comes to the teams that are playing it? Um, I know obviously Bat B have been scrimming it a lot and have picked up off uh, offenders for that game mode. Do and does anybody have, um, let's say, does anyone have their sort of expectations and what they think that's going to go down? Um, I think Blue and the boys are definitely going to improve with them bringing on new players to the team, like Inlock, Daku, and Nak are all good offenders and can probably help their team in a game mode like DTM which they've been playing a lot recently. So I'm excited to see if they can do well in that game mode with the new players. So moving on, we'll quickly go through our uh, quickfire transfer market, we'll call it. So recently we've seen Kampe, Raloy, Ibu and Swagger all go to Ram Ranch. And we've seen a multi multitude of SG players such as Tog, Surti, Zero, Frosty. They've actually moved from their Camp Conquest team, Valor, to Men at Work. As well as Ivy NH, who've moved from Pardon to Bat B. Both Heldius, um, sorry, Heldius moved more to Bat B, I've, although I've seen him playing a little bit with men at work, so unsure as to his future. We've also seen Zakuri has now sort of leading his team men at work um, and is bringing on a lot of their new players that you're seeing, as well as previously mentioned Aura's new, uh, new roster, which includes Hylos, Juano, Ninu, Nea, and Flimby. Um, as well as Daku, who's leaving the old aura and joining Batby now. Um, and we've also seen Sino and Fleur move from Elysium to Men at Work. And Blazy is recently trialing for, for Elysium from Team Rocket. So quite recently, a big thing that we've seen is SG players coming into the uh, PGM competitive scene. A lot of them um, 
well, quite a lot of them are coming from Valor and Masto's Marvelous Monkeys. They played for those teams during the Con- Camp Conquest tournament. Um, and definitely good placements that we saw from them. So I think that can speak quite a lot into their uh, into their potential in the scene. Um, obviously, Zach, you were previously an SG player. Um, do you think any of the new SG players have potential to become top players? You got any individuals on your mind at all? I feel like SG players in general already have quite good mechanics comparing to other communities. So for them, it's more of a matter of learning the game modes, and uh, that just comes with time. I think uh, I think teams need to be willing to try and teach these players because a lot of them have uh, potential to become very good. They just need to be integrated with the community and uh, hopefully split off into separate teams so they don't all just stay on the same team so more experienced players can teach them. I think a good example of that is Bang, who uh, is currently on our team and is progressing into a very good player. I feel like... SG players in general might dislike bowing, so that's something they have to focus on learning and being willing to take a bow fight instead of just holding W and swinging your sword. Yeah, that makes sense. So, arguably, you've improved quite a lot from a, as an SG player um, transitioning into the PGM, and you've obviously gone through that uh, experience firsthand. Is there anything you would suggest um, for players which are new to the game mode, but have that SG experience. Was there anything you'd suggest for them to take into account when trying to improve and learn the game mode? I feel like any new player in general, not only from SG, should just actively ask questions to people that have played the game mode so they can learn them. And just being open to critique and uh, joining teams with more experienced players. And uh, a good way of like improving is by playing the game modes a lot, and they can do that through pogs where they can learn the game modes so they know what they're doing when they move on to 8v8 and 7v7. I think yeah, new and mediocre players should join teams that might not do well in tournaments right now to show off their skills so uh, good teams can see that they have potential so they can gradually move on to better teams. People just need to be willing to take new opportunities instead of settling for a mediocre team. Yeah. Uh, definitely. I think that's some good advice to take into account. We've recently seen a lot of SG players trialing for teams such as Aura, Elysium, and Men at Work. I personally think it would be very interesting to see how they affect the playstyle of those teams for the upcoming tournament. Obviously, Zeracles, you've been playing with a couple of SG players. How would you say that them being involved in scrimming and such affects the playstyle of teams? Um. A lot of them seemed to be a bit more like quiet since they were still learning how to, you know, play the game as well. It was more of just like listening and taking in our feedback from things. But uh, it's very cool to see them progress, and I hope they, they all go well. It seems like they've got a lot of potential. So I think that just about rounds off uh, the segments uh, with Zach today. Thank you so much, Zach, for coming into onto the podcast and speaking to us about all sorts of things. Um, very much appreciate it and um thank you for having me thanks for coming yeah cheers so today we're going to start talking about something a little bit different which is the race for wall game mode today we've brought on muck an experienced rfw player who also has a good history in the pgm uh, game modes playing for teams such as impact um muck do you want to do you mind explaining to the audience um what race for wall is Probably quite simply, uh, uh, on a simple level. Yeah, sure. Race Wall is basically, it's a game mode where 
there's two lanes and there's a void lane separating the middle of the two lanes. And the objective is for each lane to complete three wolves, three wool dungeons, and you can interact with the other lane by shooting at them, you can cannon them. And it's it's a lot about bow PvP, a lot about PvE wool running, and a lot about just general Minecraft mechanics. Oh, nice. So, personally, me and Gorius have both played uh, an RFW tournament. Gorius, how do you think it differs from PGM, and do you think it has some sort of potential um, to attract players from the PGM scene? Uh, I definitely think that it does have potential to drag other PGM players, because it isn't just all about like brainless PvP. I think everything in Racefall is calculated, and everything's like precise. Uh, winning bow 1v1s in Racefall isn't as useful as PGM because it's just about getting angles uh, in Racefall. Like, the most important thing for a PvP is to shoot the wall runners and to like get big kills to stall the game. So I think it's like different and it does have a lot of potential to get other PGM players. Yeah, so... Muck, do you mind explaining to us, obviously you've sort of explained the game mode, do you think you'd explain the most recent tournament, the the sort of best teams and why they succeeded, as well as any sort of uh, upsets, uh, etc.? Right. The most recent tournament we have, it's still going on right now. It's not over yet. We're currently in the loser's final this week. It's It was 16 teams, and the best teams right now are probably Rush, Impact, USNZ, and Poon Army. The biggest upset that just happened was the match that happened last week with USNZ upsetting Poon Army on Tunnel Vision. Poon Army is a team that has a lot of really veteran raceable players, and they have a, they've had like a lot of better results in past tournaments. So it was quite a shock to see USNZ defeat them. Oh yeah, definitely. So. I mean, it's no lie that a lot of notable old OCN players um, have sort of switched from o OCN, Stratus, that sort of game modes, and gone over to RFW, to name a few, such as Claff, Strangey, Camaro Badge, Dr. Shock, Matt Susan, and of course yourself. Is is there anything that made you stop playing PGM game modes and focus more on RFW? Is there any sort of uh, reason behind that? What I really like about Raceful is that it covers a lot of different Minecraft mechanics. Like, it's not only PvP, and it's not like only bridging. I know PGM like covers a lot too. Like, there's like you know blocks and like uh, offending, defending. But I feel like Raceful is a lot more complex, and it's a lot more like there's a lot more like fluidity, and, and it's it's always changing. Like, it's like uh, the start of the match and the end of the match. Like, both lanes are completely different. So it's it's kind of it's just it's a lot of fun, yeah. Oh, I see. And obviously, we've heard about the RFW League that was announced on the 22nd. Uh, would you care at all to explain how this will work? Yeah, basically, you just get a team of four, and you just challenge any other team. And what this, and you play for ELO. And you play like over a season, and this ELO is used to calculate the seeding for the next tournament. You can play. You can just pick up any four players, just uh, play at any time. What this does is, you know, it increases your individual player ELO, which will be used to calculate the team ELO, which will be used during the tournament. Oh, I see. Well, thank you very much for explaining race football. Um, it was nice to have you here. Quite brief, but hopefully we can maybe talk about getting you on some extra time to 
to explain more about the game modes and getting other players interested in it. Um, so in the meantime, that concludes today's episode. Thank you for everyone who has tuned in. It's definitely been an interesting one this time around. Once again, huge thanks to Zach for agreeing to be today's guest as well as Muck. Um, really exciting having both of you on today. Um, if you aren't in the Discord, make sure to go join via the link in the description.